Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, um, I've got uh, a real uh, gem of a human being. She, I, I get so happy whenever I see her. She's just such a she's a ray of sunshine. Um, she uh, she is a, a flow artist. Uh, she is a um, super into she's super into astrology. Um, she uh, is uh, huge into um, music festivals and shows, uh, particularly uh, uh, of the bass head. Yes. Uh, she's, she's a bass head. And um, she also works for an organization called Pearls um, for teen girls. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Um, bear with me because... Uh, I'm still kind of waking up here. I've been up for about an hour. But um, yeah, so uh, Alicia Clancy, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's good to see you. How are you? I am so good. I'm, I'm still kind of waking up myself, even though I woke up at like 9.30. Um, but it, 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 it takes like some, some hours to, to really, really ease in. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely that way. And I'm like a really like big sleeper. So like, like... I can sleep anytime, anywhere. So like mm. when I'm sleeping, I'm like, it's hard for me to wake up. I'm uh, like, I just love my little dream world, uh, clearly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, hope you don't uh, fall asleep during the show or anything. No, but... okay, no. <laughs> Not that bad. Not that bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess. How have you been? I haven't seen you in a long time. I don't think I've seen you since that one night at Mad Planet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that Mad was a long Planet time nights. ago. That was a long time ago. Um, I've been good. I've just been, you know, I graduated in spring, so I have been learning how to live without school, which is a really weird feeling, actually, mm -hmm. because, like, I didn't take a break after high school, and I didn't, like, right to college, and it's just, like, my whole life, all I've known is, like, school, yeah. so, like, that's been an interesting thing. Um, I also, like, live, in, like, by myself now, which has been an interesting thing to also adjust to, because mm -hmm. I live in a house with five other roommates for yeah. three years, so, I don't know, so that's been interesting, I have me and my cat, Prince, he's nice. doing good. Shout out Prince. Shout out to Prince, oh, love him. Baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from that, yeah, I'm at Pearls, which I was an intern there for my last year of school, and then they offered me a position, like, right away mm -hmm. out of college, so that was Sweet. really nice. Not something I ever would have thought that I'd be doing, if I'm being honest, when I thought, I remember being in school and being like, I'm going to give myself like that break after I graduate. I kind of just wanted to, you know, do my thing at La Masa, which mm -hmm. I'm still very much Shout out to my... La Masa at Panada Bar. 1300 East Brady. One of my favorite restaurants in town. I went there for my graduation dinner, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh, love that. Oh, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's so good. All those empanadas. I'm like, I get annoyed that I am not sick of the food after working there for four years. Like, every once in a while, I'll like go through like faces where I'm like, oh, I could just don't really want anything yeah, anymore, but yeah. like, but barely. Totally. The I only, feel that way at work too, yeah. The only thing that's like, for me is like, I'm a vegetarian, so mm. I can only eat so many things, but like, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the, the mushroom, uh, the, the mushroom truffle. truffle, yeah, oh my god, that's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> so good. I know, yeah. so I know like so many like, meat lovers too, who like, love mm. that one. Oh yeah. Like, 
when I like recommend it to people, they're always. Yeah, I um yeah actually so I had a friend who studied abroad in Argentina, and when he came home, I was like, we were like picking up where to go to lunch one day, and I was like, dude, you gotta go go to this empanada bar, El Masa, like mm -hmm. it's like my new favorite spot. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I was in Argentina, so like mm -hmm. I'm down, and he we went. Uh, I remember we ate outside and everything, like, right out on the street. It was, like, in the summer. And um, we we ate, and he's like, dude, this place is so good. This is, like, better than, like, anything I even had in Argentina. And it's, like, literally, like, Argentinian, like, cuisine. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> so apparently, like, it's better than even, like... The real thing, apparently. Yeah, uh, no, I've I've had people like say that. Even like Argentinian like people yeah. will come in and be like, "Oh my god, like this is so good! Like reminds me of home." Sometimes mm -hmm. like, we've gotten it's even better than home. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a really cool experience that we're able to give people, especially because like we are Argentinian inspired. We say, um, but we have so we put so many twists mm -hmm. on the empanadas. Like you can get like any kind of empanada that you want. So. Yeah. <laughs> but is the chicken tinga still on too? Yeah, we took it off the menu for a while, but we uh, have it back. That was now. really good. I like that one. Too. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been there in so long. Damn, I gotta go back. Yeah, you have to come visit. I will. I, I totally will. Yeah, I have to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I also totally uh, I uh resonate a ton with what you were saying about just like being in such a like uh refractory period after school like just being in a completely like different headspace not having school to ground you that's hard for a lot of people like i mean when you're in school for what 17 18 years of your mm -hmm. life and then um you're just like on your own like to just you know carve your own path like it's it's intimidating and you can get really like uh you know lost in the sauce for sure. I, for like eight months, like was so, I was just like in such a weird headspace, like didn't mm -hmm. really know like, you know, what to do. I was still working at Starbucks, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm like, well, and I'm applying all these jobs online that I like, don't even like really like care about, but like, it's still like a job that I feel like I'm supposed to have, you yeah. know, you're like, just like what, you know, it's like what happens next and I feel like school like doesn't really like prepare you enough for like you know what how to act like mm -hmm. actually like transition into being like fully like self-sufficient and everything no I agree I've definitely been in a very like interesting headspace for sure like really good sometimes but then also like sometimes like not the best like I haven't been like in a necessarily like a bad mental state but just kind of mm -hmm. like like lost yeah, a little like because yeah. I'm like and I'm like trying to like find myself like by myself you know mm -hmm. like I'd, where I've always been like around other people and like I mean everyone knows yourself but everyone's also always growing so like you never really know yourself mm -hmm. so but being around other people I feel like who I was was definitely like influenced by others and mm -hmm. like I mean that's just, I feel like that's the same with anyone but it's, so yeah it's just been like really interesting like just being me and figuring out who that me is yeah. um and it's also like weird like I, not having roommates like 
I can like just lay around my house and do nothing and like not feel like there's no one holding me accountable for what I'm doing so it's so much easier to be lazy whereas like I kind of thought it was going to be the other way around I thought that like I would be doing more stuff because I didn't have roommates to like like distract me and like to do other yeah, things yeah. like but now I feel like I'm just like oh well no one's around like I could like sit here and watch Netflix for five hours totally. if I wanted and no one's gonna be like Alicia do something right yeah like, <laughs> except yeah. when Netflix is like are you still watching this and I'm like yes Fuck yeah, I yeah, am. I'm, yeah. Like, thanks for reminding me how much of a piece of shit I am yeah <laughs> just what I needed Netflix right yeah yeah uh, I know that Disney Plus is a thing oh yeah that's so dangerous I, like, yeah don't they have like uh like every Marvel movie and like uh, every, like all the Star Wars movies and yeah I haven't uh, I'm, I haven't uh, been on it yet all the Disney shows all the Disney oh movies how how, uh, how hooked are you oh I'm so hooked <laughs> like if, if this would have been a thing when I was in school still actually it probably would be an issue because I'd probably be watching stuff all the time I feel that yeah valid <laughs> as fuck yeah totally. kind of like what you're saying about you know, like still figuring out who you are. I feel like with, it's like with everything, like, you know, you grow through in life and how much, you know, you evolve. It's like, it's almost like you're unlocking like different, uh, like, um, parts of, it's like you're unlocking like in a video game, like different, yeah. different, like, uh, parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to like get to the checkpoint in order to like, you know, find out what that is and you get so like excited or you get really intimidated like one as you progress right and and sometimes you know you uh you'll keep trying to beat it and you'll keep you know losing <laughs> but eventually like you know you'll figure it out you'll piece it together you'll you'll get it like you'll figure the strategy out to like mm -hmm. make it onto the next part yeah like i don't know yeah i know and i also like feel like I've been like more hard on myself than I need to be about like how like this point where I'm at because I do feel like I felt like kind of like like low like energy wise and like motivation wise and like I was like for so long just being so hard on myself and like like not letting myself feel the way I like was feeling like that I was like I don't know so I kind of came to like this idea that I'm like well I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep growing from whatever this is no matter what so I need to like accept that I'm at this low energy phase right now because I need to be and that's just like part of the process and yeah. a part of like how I'm gonna grow from it and mm -hmm. I just need to accept that I just feel like we're always like especially like in America like the culture is so like go 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 you need to be doing yeah. things like you need to get x y and z done before this due date and whatever mm -hmm. and just like never take the time to really like slow down and right. just like be and like no matter that's like with work or that's with school or it's with just like your life like yeah I don't know that's real as hell yeah we're, yeah. All, we're in such a hurry always you know for no matter what like even mm -hmm. like for like a fun event I feel yeah. like so like okay well I need to be there at this time exactly and I, like I think a, I think a good example is coffee you know and like in other countries like people care about how their coffee tastes like um mm -hmm. people like you know actually like waft their coffee and like will sit and like have cake or something while yeah. they're drinking their coffee it's like an actual like you know crucial like uh you know piece of their day but right. us 
we're just so like, okay, pour coffee, like get get a cup of coffee like really quickly, and then we're gonna be on the go. We're gonna drink this as we're going. Exactly. With right. my contigo. Oh with my God. you. Yeah. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is why, you know, we're all about the, the drink containers here in America because, mm-hmm. like, we just are in such a hurry and, you know, we have to become so adept at multitasking and, you know, making sure we have enough time to fit everything in at once. And uh, it's, um, it, it's draining. Um, I mean, I drink so much coffee throughout the day. I drink three to four cups a day. Yeah, I'm probably like the same. Yeah, because I just get so burnt out so mm-hmm. quickly, you know. It's like, it comes in bursts, and uh, you, you grow into the balance, you, mm-hmm. you kind of figure that out yourself. So, um, so uh, moving forward, um, I know that you studied women and gender studies at school. Mm-hmm. Um, your shirt, I, I like your shirt. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> I love this sweatshirt too. Yeah, where'd you get it from? Um, so it's actually from this um, company called Keep It Bright. Well, it's just like this one girl runs it. Um, she's pretty well known. She's from the UK, and like it's actually like like celebrities wear her stuff, oh, like nice. shameless like promotion. But so, like it's pretty like awesome. She has like a, she has clothes. She has art. She has like calendars. She has books. Um, yeah, she has a lot of cool stuff, and it's all just like. Positive, like hell yeah. positive shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, for sure. Look that up. Um, yeah. So, um, so you, so you studied women and gender studies. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, to start, like, um, where did you, I guess, like, uh, decide you wanted to, like, you know, pursue that line of work? So. Um, I was originally, when I first applied to school, I was a social work major, and I was doing that for the first couple years, and I kind of, like, got to this point where, like, I felt like with social work that I had to be, like, very, like, focused on what, like, population I wanted to work with, and I was struggling, like, deciding if I wanted to work with women specifically, or if I wanted to work with LGBTQ youth, um, and I remember I was like pulling an all-nighter, like writing this final paper for like my social work class, and I just like literally just started crying because I didn't feel the passion for it anymore. And like, if you're gonna do like that like sort of work, like you need to be passionate about what you're doing. And I don't know. And I'm still kind of doing work like that, but just in a different route. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, I had taken like an intro to women and gender studies class, and like I remember being in that class and for so many things just like clicking in my like brain like I feel like I didn't even really identify with feminism either until I took that class even mm-hmm. though I had those ideals like in my like I thought how a feminist thinks and like every feminist is different has different yeah. thought processes about right. everything but like I think I still had like the bad like feminist ideal in my head like how so many people think like negatively of the word feminist and it has this stigma like it's a man-hating culture yeah yeah. and like but then once I learned about it I was like oh my god well this is why I think the way I think and this is why like so many questions were answered for me and it felt like you know like going back to that unlocking certain things about yourself like I felt like I don't know, just like the cognates in my brain were all like coming together. Yeah, was, yeah like, for sure. And so while I was thinking about that, I was like, and having my <laughs> mental breakdown um, <laughs> about my social work paper, right, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang, well, both like the people, like both 
like the populations that I want to work with can be encompassed within women and gender studies. And also, like I was looking into it, like I literally started looking into it right away. Like what can you do with a woman and gender studies degree? Yeah. Like blah blah blah, because like I really didn't know either. And the coolest thing that I found out is that you can do a lot of things. It's yeah. like considered an interdisciplinary field, so you can go any which route that you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, I personally, I mean, so I, aside from my major, I minored in sociology and psychology, and so I'm definitely going to have to go back to school one day, because um, I want to get my master's in counseling, um, so that's the route that I wanted to go, but mm -hmm. I could have went anywhere, like, route I wanted, and that was a really comforting, like, comforting feeling for me, because I don't know, at that moment in time, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, yeah. like, I just knew I wanted to get a degree, which is kind of like... Also problematic. Yeah, but yeah, we, right. I the American culture, like <laughs> the sociological climate we live in, where mm -hmm. it's like we see it as so imperative, right. you know, that we have to go to school even if we don't want to ourselves, but we feel that like mm -hmm. innate pressure right. from day one that right. like we need to do that in order to be successful. Otherwise, right. you know, so we're not true. No, absolutely. And I think our generation is great at challenging that. I think so too. Yeah, and I'm always like telling people, I'm like, you really like, sh I don't think you should go to school if you don't know what you want right. to do. Like, I wait till you figure it, wait till you find something you mm -hmm. care enough about to go to school for. Otherwise, you don't have to fucking do it. Right. You're going <laughs> so much money doing it anyways, so mm -hmm. not even worth it. Yeah, for sure. Like, not worth it at all. But yeah, so then I ended up switching my major literally like the next day. That's solid. <laughs> um, finished up, like that was the end of the semester. I think I remember it was like finals or something. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, after like I finished out my semester of social work and then the next semester I started in women and gender studies. And with the way, like I only added one more year of school, which like low key, I love school anyway, so I didn't really oh, care. Nice. Like I love yeah. learning. Like so yeah. like that's also been really interesting now being in school. like challenging myself to learn but now I'm like teaching myself like things right. that I like want to know not that I wasn't interested in stuff I was doing in school yeah but like there's just so many other like random things that mm -hmm. I've always like want like I have so many books on my bookshelf that oh, I like yeah. had bought like throughout like college but I never got the chance to read oh you're I'm... such a library girl <laughs> I am nice. indeed yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah uh yeah um and I think that I went through kind of the same thing with my understanding of feminism like, I feel like the way, like, you know, the way the media likes to portray it, they take, like, the worst examples of what something is and mm -hmm. paint the entire picture of, yeah. like, this is what this means. But, no, like, it's it's quite simple, really. Right. Um, you know, and um, I definitely, like, I kind of, like, uh grew to understand feminism a lot more through my friends that studied it. Mm -hmm. Also friends of mine that are women in gender studies or folks that took women in gender studies classes and came out of it like super like enlightened and mm -hmm. uh, inspired and like they just, it, it became like some of like the best classes that, you know, they ended up taking because like it just helps you, you know, make it, it gives a very sensible approach mm -hmm. to, like, you know, real issues that, like, women and non-binary folks, um, you know, societally, like, have to adapt to in ways that, you know, the system has enabled. Episodes, right. You know? Yeah, and it's just, 
the thing is too is it's just so much more than women like people mm -hmm. assume that it's just like women fighting for women's rights but it's like while we are we're fighting for so much more than that too mm -hmm. we're fighting for like rights for everyone like yeah. anyone who is marginalized is yeah. who we're standing for oppression right. of all kinds yeah. mm -hmm. and like it teaches men a shit ton too about themselves yeah. you know it teaches us about things we've never had to worry about mm -hmm. it teaches us about like how we can demonstrate allyship Mm -hmm. um, how we can, uh, you know, it teaches us about our own masculinity, um, and how it's been like, um, you know, sociologically adapted into mm -hmm. how, you know, we've always been in places of power and, you know, how we can, you know, learn to stop talking and stop having opinions on things and just listen sometimes, right. you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also like, I think it's interesting, especially with the conversation of, like, gender, that, like, especially, you know, understanding, like, you know, um, gender as a science and, you know, hearing from non-binary folks is, like, uh, I, I just had a guest on the other day where, like, we were talking about FemFest, like, River mm -hmm. West FemFest, and how it's, like, um, how the, the fest itself is a bit of a misnomer, because really it's, like, because, you know, so many non-binary folks are, you know, uh, selected and, and chosen to perform mm -hmm. and showcase what they do, which is really, really beautiful. And it's like, it's more of like a River West non-men fest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, I, I feel like it just in general, like it becomes a conversation about just like non-men and uh, non-cisgender mm -hmm. men. Um, and it's like how you know, just, you know, how, like, what the realities and the, the real oppressions that, like, you know, folks that just aren't cis men face. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the reality is, too, that even feminism, like, even helps those, like, cisgender men and men in general, especially, like, in ways that we, like, talk about how masculinity has been constructed so, like, toxic for men and women alike, but, like, even, like, just like with emotions and how men are taught that they're not allowed to have their emotions and feel their emotions and then that's that's what causes this toxicity mm -hmm. like within yeah. their lives and then how they like protrude and project that because they can't deal with their own things so then it just like becomes this whole downward spiral and you know feminism like wants to like help men and make them realize that they can be so much more like they're taught that they what they need to be. Yeah. Same. I mean, same goes for women. But well, yeah. I don't know. I I wrote a whole. I did a whole project on um, like empathy and emotion and just how feminism even needs it more mm -hmm. in the way that they fight. Like, mm -hmm. for all the things that they're fighting for, yeah. like empathy. The whole world needs more empathy. No for matter. Real. Even in even yeah. in places where you think it's practiced, it still lacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like people sympathize more than they empathize, and that's yeah. where the weird like divide that's comes. That's valid as fuck. Like I'm, I'm a huge empath. Like I'm, I am like the most sensitive, like, um, like sponge of a human mm -hmm. being, like emotional sponge. Like I absorb everything around me, and to the point where like a lot of times I have to like, you know, retreat into my room, shut the world off, right. and just not, 
because it's like you it becomes a defense mechanism where it's mm-hmm. like you can only take in so much but like like you said like the world definitely needs more of that empathy mm-hmm. um, because it also for people that are empaths it's like we feel the responsibility to take on so much of it mm-hmm. and um, and it goes back to what people always say is like everybody no matter what creed background identity you have everyone can be doing better in some way mm-hmm. because oppressions exist in so many different variants in mm-hmm. ways that a lot of people still don't know about one that's the least one of the least talked about ones is ableism yeah. and we don't realize how easy we have as able-bodied folks right. you know like people that are like in wheelchairs or people that have you know just you know disabilities that prevent them from like simply going through a door right we don't think about that stuff you know and like we don't think we don't we don't perceive it you know as a situation that could be more accommodating to somebody Mm -hmm. that deals with that and so that's a real ass form like that's real fucking oppression right there you know like and and that's an that's an example like many of us can do better in ways that we don't even you know, right. it, it, it's not even a, a conscious thing mm-hmm. at that point, you know? Yeah. So listening and hearing and uh, reflecting on our own privilege is mm-hmm. one of the, it's, it's a, it's one of the most beautiful and uh, loving things you can do in this world. I agree. I agree. And yeah, just like being aware, like mm-hmm. is all I can like recommend like when people ask like how to combat those sort of things because I'm even still like working with it like I remember like when I took my first women and gender studies class and like all these like things started to make sense I also like uncovered like parts of like my like subconscious mind that like were like oppressive to other people that I didn't even realize I had but like once you're aware of those sort of things and like those like that can come in any form. It can come in your thoughts. Like it can come in the way that you deal with people. It can come in the way that you talk about certain things. But if you're like aware of it, then you can change it. And I feel like that's like what truly matters. And like coming from like someone who like even even at my job at Pearls, like I remember when they're like we're interviewing me. And they're like, what's like one thing that you can like what you can see being a struggle for you here? And I was like, honestly, like understanding like the differences between me and like the girls that I work with because I work with all like minority girls which like I was always like I just want I don't want them to feel like I can't understand where they're coming from and I may not like that's like that's the thing is I really don't like I don't understand where they're coming Mm -hmm. from but like that's part of being an empathizer is that like I hear you and I understand you and you know that's all you can do and as long as you're like trying to do that and you're just trying to break those boundaries and those thought processes and just like being there and you know I don't know it's like the best thing that you can do yeah yeah exactly and that's really all that's being asked of you at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. just like it doesn't seem that complicated but people make it complicated because they feel like something's being taken away from them mm-hmm. but really we're just passing the mic yeah that's the way that's really just what it is at the end of the day so, uh, so pearls. Uh, tell yeah, me a little. I, was say, I feel like we've been talking yeah. about it. We haven't really, I haven't oh really explained it. We, we just have so much to go <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, tell me about pearls and like the kind of work that you do. So, um, it's a nonprofit. So, pearls for teen girls is this nonprofit organization right here in Milwaukee. Um, it's right over on um, 
God, I don't even remember the address. So it's on MLK, like more okay. towards like Pilgrim Coffee and like by like Rivers Hill area. Oh, yeah, like, like, by like Bronzeville Collective. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Um, so that's where our office is, but we do work everywhere. So in layman's terms, like at the end of the day, I just call it like a young woman empowerment group. So we work with middle school and high school girls around the city, whether it be at schools or in centers or like sometimes we do stuff in the office. Um, and we have weekly groups, so um, I have three groups this um, semester, year, I don't know, change, mm-hmm. like, I actually don't really know, know how it's going to work when we, because I'm not in school anymore in terms yeah. of, like, semesters and whatever, yeah. but anyways, off topic. <laughs> but, um, and, yeah, so I, I work with another facilitator, um, and we lead group, and we just work with the girls and in instilling great values and kind of just, like, not making them better women, but making them realize how great they actually are and helping yeah. them like grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so PEARLS is actually an acronym for like our values. So um, it's personal responsibility, empathy, awareness, respect, leadership, and support. And it's really cute. We actually do this like, at the beginning of every group, we do this PEARLS promise, which is like kind of like a Pledge of Allegiance type thing, but like to PEARLS. and. We all say it together, and it's super precious. Oh, yeah, that's, and that is adorable. I know, and yeah. So each like group, like when I plan um, with my co-facilitator, we'll like focus on a certain value, or we also have this thing called like the leadership compass, which has like a bunch of different like assets that our curriculum is broken up into. Because we have like a curriculum book that is like this big. Like it's been around. Like we've been around for a while, actually. Like and it started out as like one like one group of girls like getting together every week and now it's like flourished into this huge organization that is only Milwaukee based but honestly like our like our executive director is like I would love to see this like become something more than just like Milwaukee like because it's such a cool organization Mm -hmm. um but yeah so like the compass is really cool too because we have like there's like loving yourself there's building relationships with others um there's helping hands in the community um and there's a few other points, but I don't remember yeah, them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yeah, and we base our activities off of that. There's a bunch of games that we do. Um, one of the main things that we do as well is we, at the beginning of the year, the girls set a goal, and they have to try to reach it by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So we're very like goal-driven, and it could be anything from like a school goal. It could be an organizational goal. It could be an emotional goal. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, anything. But it's just, you know, having them... Giving them a goal, I think, is really important because I wish, like, I wish I had something like this when I was growing up because yeah. I feel like I had goals, but like, never like anything to really like push me, like in that sort of way. Like, I feel like it would have been cool to have that sort of experience because in that way, if you're learning how to set goals from like such a young age, it's only gonna like push you to have like to keep making more goals, yeah, for sure. um, especially with these girls like coming. From some of them coming from like the families and the areas that they do like having this sort of support to like be like you can do better than like what you've done before it's always it's, it's just really cool it's really cool to see and we do different things also for different age groups so, like for the middle school girls like we actually are starting our safe sex program or like our puberty program so that'll be that's really interesting yeah, always right. um Oh, health class. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we do it with the high school girls too, but it's a little bit different with them. There's this more like 
about to say sex and like mm-hmm. other like younger girls it's more like puberty like mm-hmm. what's happening with your body and changing and stuff like that but then we also do we have like a whole college career and readiness sector um so like we work with the girls with helping them get ready for college um and yeah what else i don't know we, we do so much mm-hmm. um we have a million events during the year like parties for the girls which is really cool or fundraising events because it's like it's a nonprofit, so everything is completely like funded from donors and stuff like that like our biggest of like um like fundraising event we had last year is at discovery world it's called inspired to lead and like the owner of the box was our mc like that's like how like well known and the box like always give us so much stuff like it was really cute last year they gave us like little fanny packs with like feminine hygiene packs oh, like that nice. all this stuff in it but it was like with the box fanny pack and the girls like loved it <laughs> um <laughs> they were like rocking them oh hell yeah i'm trying to think of what else we do i don't know so how does um how do you feel like you grow and like learn more about yourself through the role that you have for all these young girls thank you for asking that question it's really good because i always i always say that like i'm there for the girls but they're also like there for me and teaching me so many things about myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I kind of I feel like I touched a little bit on it, like just like expanding like my like my cultural like knowledge is really good with the girls. But they're also like it's interesting because all my groups right now too are different ages. So I feel like they're all teaching me like different things. Um, the younger girls like kind of like are there to like. I feel like keep my energy up like they're they're the girls that like remind me that I'm still like playful I'm still like yeah. I'm still a kid at heart but then the older girls are like teaching me so much like about like my more like my emotional self more mm-hmm. than the other girls like the younger girls do um but I don't know and also just like working with like the values that we do are also like are teaching me are like constantly reminding me to like have those values instilled in myself, like, especially when it comes to, like, keeping myself accountable for things, and, like, we do that even, like, with, like, my colleagues, like, everyone's always holding someone else accountable for something, because just, like, with the way that they do their, like, employment, and, like, how people have, like, I don't want to say, like, the hierarchy, because they don't like to talk about it like a hierarchy, they're just, like, everyone's position has, like, set, like, can hold the other position accountable Mm -hmm. for something, and, like, we do it in a good way, like, I just think that's really important, too, especially when you're like when we do the goals with the girls like we're like what can what are you gonna hold like what's gonna hold you accountable for this goal type thing like what Mm -hmm. evidence can you bring us to be like like i'm i'm actually working out my goal and (laughs) things like that and yeah i don't know it's 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 an everyday thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah i'm learning something new every day and some days are more eventful than others but even like the days that aren't are keeping me in check I feel like oh yeah sure totally I mean yeah it's like uh, it's great when you can be in a position that's like inspires you to you know doesn't that doesn't leave you stuck on something or dwelling on like what you didn't do right or what a mistake you might have made mm-hmm. it's all about like empowering you to just do better and to learn and to continue to like evolve because you know we're all imperfect and we all make mistakes and and I think that that it sounds like a very like healthy workplace to be mm-hmm. in for sure it really is and yeah always just trying to lift one another up and 
yeah, remind ourselves that we can do better even when we mess up. It's it's really nice. I love it. And it's I feel like I could see myself growing more into the organization in the sense that like right now I'm just doing part time because mm -hmm. I'm full time at the last sense. Yeah. I need to like balance the two. But um I'm very happy with just doing the work that I do right now, so I'm cool keeping it that way for a bit. But sure. I could see myself like growing more into that and maybe working my way up the ladder, which I've heard is like not like the hardest thing to do yeah. there. Like they like they like to promote from within. They would rather like have someone work their way up than to just like hire someone from the outside. Totally. Which I think is cool. Definitely, yeah. How can uh, people support the organization from outside? We do have a volunteer sector, um, so you can find that on our website. Um, I'm pretty sure it's pearlsforteengirls.org, I want to say. It's oh. either .org or .com. I'll be uh, post some links. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have one of our workers, Rochelle. She runs the whole volunteer department. Um, and I don't know exactly what that means. It might just mean volunteering for like events. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Right now they're in the hiring process for interns, if anyone wants to apply for an intern. Um, I know that you do. <laughs> and yeah, but that's all I really know much about is sure. just like volunteering. Totally. Yeah, it's well, a great organization, so. Fantastic. If you want to volunteer, you should. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, we, uh, we have to talk about music now, um, so. That was one of the first things I knew about you when uh, we met, was that you were really into like EDM and festivals, and mm -hmm. I know that you do a lot of like the, the hula hooping, you know, the mm -hmm. flow art, like you, you're posting on Instagram all the time, I know you just did the other day. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, we have to shout out Haley Schultz. Haley! My girl! Um, Haley's like one of my favorite people. Uh, she, was, she was here not too long ago. And, we had a really great time, and um, yeah, like she talked. She we talked a little bit about flow art, but uh, I guess I like um, would love to hear more about to start. Um, I guess like what got you kind of immersed in the culture of like you know electronic dance music and you know festivals, raves, like that kind of stuff. So um, I had went to my first like rave. Um, on my 18th birthday, which was in March of 2014, sure, 2014, yeah. 2014, yeah. yeah. And what was the show? Um, it was Bro Safari and some other people that I, I couldn't even tell you who they were anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, I like didn't even know like anything about like the scene or anything. It was just like a show that was on my birthday. My I had had some friends like that were just starting to get into like the electronic music scene and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And he was like, he was like, we should go. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, well, it's my 18th birthday. It'll be fun. And it was yeah. at the rave, so I came from Green Bay down here, and it was it was fun. But then I feel like I really wasn't like, like I wasn't sold. Like yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that was fun, but whatever. Um, and till I went to Electric Forest that year, it was my Whoa. first music festival ever, Electric Forest in 2014. What a first festival <laughs> to know, go! I know, I <laughs> know. And I also only went because that same friend, he's like, said we should go to that show, was like, you should go to this, like, I went last year, it was crazy, and like, he showed me like, all like the, like the videos and pictures, and like, that looks really fun, so I was like, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And after that, like, 
I, that's when I was sold. I was like, wow, I love this. And that was like the only festival that I had went to that year. But then like the next year in 2015, I like popped off and I like went to like, <laughs> yeah. I went to Electric Force again and then I went to Spring Awakening and then I went to Lollapalooza for a day. Um, and then that was like also the year that I like saw Bass Nectar for the first time oh and then I got con so consumed by him and then I went to a couple of his events yeah. that year. I'm also like a part of this guy's email list that he like whenever he's at the shows he'll like record the sets and he'll like send out video and audio and so he sends them out anytime that he's at a set so I'm like part of that email list too okay. so I always like watch it and then, like, <laughs> right. um, but yeah and I don't know. I feel like I'm probably gonna be a little redundant of what Haley probably said, but it's just like when you when you're consumed in a culture that's just like so like loving and judge free, like that's just what gets you. Like I remember being at Forest and just feeling like so like absolutely like like loved and like I everyone can be you can be as weird as you want in a music oh, festival yeah. and like everyone's like cool. Hell yeah. Great. Like right. you do you boo, like um and I don't know. So yeah, once I like started going to more festivals, um, I also discovered like the Miramar too. Like when I moved to Milwaukee, and like the Miramar itself has like a whole culture within it. Like I met some like my best friends like via this whole scene, and like the Miramar and festivals alike. And it's like also crazy. Like when like I literally have like some friends that are like just like festival friends who like live across the country yeah. who I've met at a music festival, and like well like still like see them but like only at festivals or like events or whatever right, yeah. but they're still like your friends exactly and, like, yeah it's and it's like i can go so long without seeing or talking to them but then when i see them or talk to them it's just like no time has went by yeah it becomes like a network it does like, yeah it's like uh in the same way that like there's a joke in in um the Jewish community, Jewish geography, that like everyone, like all Jews know each other or know mm -hmm. somebody that knows each other. I feel like the same can be applied to like a lot of like festival cultures. Like it's, you meet people from all over the mm -hmm. country, you stay in touch, you mm -hmm. become connected like on the internet and like you, they become real mm -hmm. friends of yours. And like, that's just like, that's the magic of the live music experience. And, you know, I think that yeah, what's well, so wonderful about like, I mean, I don't, I don't like go to raves or like listen to EDM that much, but like what I just really admire about the culture is like how body positive, sex positive, like just how much of like a culture of love and, uh, and respect and just like togetherness it is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that like, that's the way like, you know, live music and, uh, um, and like community through art should look like exactly. You know? mm -hmm. It's like the epitome of it. Right. Yeah. I know. I've had so many like magical things and magical people mm -hmm. like happen and come into my life because of festivals. Like whether it be at festivals or just whatever. Like one of my like one of my favorite festival stories is like like this is literally how I met some of my best guy friends in the whole entire world. I was actually with my best friend Dayton who like, we were like at this after party that I was supposed to like go to with my other friend but then she ditched out and then so then I was like I don't want to go alone because I was trying to meet up with other friends in there blah 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 and Dayton was like I'll just go so he like snagged like a random ticket from like someone and then ended up coming to this after party with me and we're sitting there on this hill like just you know listening I'm pretty sure it was Grizz actually we're listening nice. to Grizz and 
Shout out to Grizz. I know, I love Grizz. But, and I just like, I remember I turn around and I like look at this guy who's just like jamming in his hammock, just like headbang and loving life. And I'm like, dude, like I was, I go to date and I'm like, look at that guy, like just getting down, like enjoying his life. And he like turns around and he looks, he's like, yo, like that's my friend TJ. And I was like, what, really? And like, so we ended up like going out there and like, Ended up meeting TJ and then my friends Austin and Kyle who like are like my best guy friends to this day and like that's like honestly like when like so like the group that like my group of friends that I had like with Haley and Dayton and all of them like we call ourselves like the fam like we just have like such like and it like that's where it started and it grew into something that's so big now that like we have a Facebook group that has like 90 people in it like oh, wow. like and it's okay. like wild and it's just like all people that like have met like through music and like have come together via that way and so I don't know it's just crazy I, I love it so much like I'm smiling so big my cheeks hurt just thinking about oh, it cute. and like talking about like my friends and it's crazy because like now we all kind of like went separate ways because some people moved out of the state like some people went people to got school. jobs yeah yep. doing things you know becoming right. adults um but at the end of the day, there's still like some of like the truest and real people I've known, and it's just like also mind blowing to me because it's like fate brought me them. Like I felt like growing up, like growing up in a small town with like knowing the same people that I went to kindergarten with from when I like graduated high school. It was like I had I've had great friends from back at home, but like I've always like felt like they're my friends because they had to be, you know, like because like that was like the situation that we were put in, like we just lived in the right, same place yeah. and like all the people that I've met since I've left home, I feel like I've met for a reason, you know, like yeah. like because life has brought them to me for whatever reason and it just seems it makes it so much more beautiful, mm -hmm. I feel. That's just like the most like lovely and incredible and just wonderful thing to be a part of um just having such an ever-expanding family mm -hmm. that you forever have like that bond with because some of the most fun and uh, most like um you know wholesome like times of your life were shared with these people mm -hmm. and like those are memories that were created through being you know in that environment where there are just so many people that could otherwise be total strangers mm -hmm. just like all sharing that together mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter everything else like the rest of the world stops you know it like really everything else like doesn't matter you know it's like everything like is just present it's all mm -hmm. here you know we're here together yeah to get down to this music to get that's, fucking down that's yeah. so great yeah. it's, I love it yeah, um, yeah. Bass Nectar was the first dubstep, I, the first EDM in general I ever listened to in like 2011. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been to some raves and they've all been fucking amazing times. I mm -hmm. remember like, I went to Big Gigantic at the rave like three, three and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my best friends, and it became like, it was just a very like familial thing to do together and like yeah that was just one of the most fun nights i ever had like going to shows too mm -hmm. like um so tell me a little bit about flow art and like you know doing your thing with like the hula hoop and the dancing and yeah um well so i definitely i got into it like 
I want to say like 2016, so I've been hooping for probably about three years now. Um, I my one of my good friends, Damara, she actually like inspired me mostly, but like I thought it was cool regardless. Like I saw I would see it at festivals and I was like, oh, it looks so fun. But like I my thing is is like I and like never thought I was coordinated enough like I never did any sports or anything so I was like oh my god like I'm yeah. like like to pick up a hoop for me was kind of scary yeah, I was yeah. like same <laughs> like, this could be like really good but this could also go really badly mm-hmm. and eventually I just did it and I didn't know what to do for literally probably a year like I would I would, this is like something that I feel like every beginning hooper or flow artist in general like gets stuck in their head is like me included is like I like I don't know how to do anything so how to like you know like what do I do like I don't know how to do anything and it's just like it gets kind of like unmotivating but it's like you shouldn't have that thought because everyone has to start from somewhere mm-hmm. so that's like literally one of my best piece of advice that I always tell someone like don't get don't get discouraged because you don't know what you're doing because you're not gonna learn from not doing anything because mm-hmm. you're discouraged so and I, yeah, honestly, like I said, I didn't know what to do for like a year. I like I would play around every once in a while, but I was just like, eh. and it took um, me going through a breakup actually for me to like really like find my flow and like be able to like feel it. Like you, like that's the thing with flow too. Is like you may know how to do a couple tricks, but like flow is like this endless state of like energy and creativeness and like. You can do, you can just flow in anything. Like, if you look up flow, like, on the dictionary, like, there's, like, literally a definition, and it's, like, finding, like, literally, like, an, it's, like, an ebbing flow through whatever you're doing. It could be, like, mm-hmm. when you write. It could be when you're playing a sport. Like, it could be just, anything. Yeah, just being in consistent and constant motion. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it took me, uh, like I said, it took me going through a breakup to, like, really feel that. Like, I would, like, honestly, I would just get stoned and play with my hula hoop. Like, that. <laughs> that's what I did to get through my breakup. And it ended up being one of the best things because after that, I was, like, like I was learned how to express my emotion through it. And it became more of, like, a release than anything. Um, and, yeah, so, and I go through, like, periods where I hoop a lot and periods where I don't. And... It's just, I don't know, it's, it's a hobby more so than anything. Like, I don't, like, perform or do anything like that, right, but I, yeah. I love doing it. And I feel like if I started to perform, I would lose, like, the love that I have doing it just for me. It would become, like, more of, like, a show. A chore. Yeah, yeah, right. And, like, I have a lot of friends that do it, and they're great, and I props to them because yeah. like I also would feel like I would get stage fright if I was doing that <laughs> but um it is really cool though to like have been doing it for so long now and like knowing a lot of things like when I'm like hooping at festivals it's like it is kind of a cool feeling when people like stop and watch or like when like randomly it'll be like photographers coming and taking pictures of you I'm like okay like I could see like liking like a little bit of a like performance aspect of it but at the same time, because I do it as like a release of my emotion and as more of like a hobby, I wouldn't want to ruin it. Yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. it's too, it's something too precious to me yeah. to become something of a chore. Totally. Like said. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, so how does it exactly like, uh, how would you describe how it coincides with like the music? Does it like go along, is it supposed to go on along with like the rhythm of the music or like? Um, it can, yeah, I think sure. so. Like I think it can go along with the rhythm of the music or it can just be whatever. I don't know, flow culture is really cool too because it is a culture in itself as well. Like the, like especially with like the hooping community, like there's so many like, like, on, like via Instagram and everything, it's like really a way to like kind of like keep each other connected and I'm like a part of like a group on Facebook called like Infinite mm -hmm. Circles Community which nice. has like literally like mil like thousands I wanted to say millions but, <laughs> um, but like thousands yeah. of followers that like we all just like post about like post videos or like have does anyone has put like questions and mm -hmm. there's tutorials and like things like that and it's just like everyone's always like lifting each other up too like like Damn, you're killing it! Like, yeah, sure. everything like that's so, like, that's always like really rewarding too. Um, but, I don't know, and like, like I said, there's a bunch of different flow arts. Like, there's Poi, there's the Dragon Staff, which is like, it's like giant pole that people oh, like roll okay. down their body and Damn. stuff. And there's like, um, I'm trying to think of what else there is. Yeah, I, I see, um, I, I don't know, like, there's much this, about it. So. There's this thing called a levy wand that's like this like just like a wand that like you can attach on like with your finger with a string and like <laughs> it like looks like it's floating. Yeah. It's really cool and you have like there's the LED ones and like at night at music festivals when it's like pitch blackout if someone's playing with that, like it just looks like this stick floating in the air because you oh. can't see the string. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Damn. But I do feel like sometimes it's become more like I don't wanna say like Mainstream isn't the term, but I feel like everyone's doing it, which is cool because then if you're like finding like a way to express yourself and like do it. But I hate like, especially I feel like this is like also a whole thing with the music scene in general is like when people just do it to like be cool or because right. everyone else is like doing mm -hmm. it, which like it's a clout thing at that point. Yeah, which yeah. is like I feel like that has also been happening with like the electronic music scene um, has been becoming like a lot, like a lot more mainstream and stuff which like if you're doing it for like the reasons that we were talking about like because you want to feel like that that love and that acceptance and that judgment free zone and you want to be a part of that community then like great but like mm -hmm. I've like met so many people who have like for example like told me they were going to forest because like it seems fun like it seems like a good idea and like granted like that's kind of what I did when I when I first went but like um now like being a part of something so beautiful like and seeing the beauty in it is just like like yeah. it makes me sad because mm -hmm. I'm like this is like so much more than like right. what you're making it to be like well, you're just using it as like a place to party yeah, type yeah. thing well yeah like it's like a sacredness that you don't want to be like diminished or depreciated mm -hmm. from from uh like it becoming mainstream slash popular, mm -hmm. and I I definitely got that with Lollapalooza. Mm -hmm. It used to be a very very special thing for me, because like I was going with my friends every year, and like I was really like I used to just be like enamored with like what the lineup was every year and how it would be so different. But like there was just such a togetherness of like just live music experience and such a diverse array of artists that were there, but it just became such a party culture mm -hmm. like over the years where it just became all a bunch of high schoolers that want to do stupid shit at Perry's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's like, I mean, sure. Like 
you know, I, there was a time and place for that for myself, like, where I just wanted to, like, party and, like, you know, go to, like, f- like, shows that were the most fun, but eventually it was, like, I wanted to just go to, like, see bands that I really liked. Right. That were all there at once. And, it, like, I don't know, it just became, it became very oversaturated with just people that wanted to do it because it was a fun thing rather mm-hmm. than like, I'm actually going because I care about these artists. Right. And that's why like now I only really go to like intimate concert experiences. Mm-hmm. Although my friend is getting married at Electric Forest and not this, wow. not next year, but the year after, you know, Ogima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's getting married at Electric Forest and that would be, I would go for that. Yeah. I actually feel like that would be really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's cool just how somebody can manipulate like, you know, a, a cool like medium that looks so like magical into, um, you know, in their own kind of cool, unique way. How do you like, I guess like, how did it kind of like, uh, like how does it like, what, like how does flow art like contribute to like the like the festival slash like music experience like of mm-hmm. everything going on around you? Um, well, the thing that I think is cool, I mean, I love watching performers like too, like I just get like so amazed like because everyone, everyone has their own flow too, which I think is like the beautiful part about it and adds to the, like the personal experience of a festival. Like if you're just like flowing by yourself like just like looking around and everyone flowing and like seeing how everyone is different but how it's so like like beautiful like how yeah. they're able to like express yourself in their own way and um I think that it's interesting too because like I love like watching people who like are definitely like more expressive when like there's like faster music on and like there's people that are more expressive when it's like more of like a slow intimate type vibe mm-hmm. um or I don't know I for me, it's kind of just become like, also like, you know how you're talking about like being here and being like present in the moment, like when you're at a music festival and it's like the outside world diminishes. Like sometimes like when I'm at a festival, when I'm flowing, even like the festival kind of diminishes around me. Yeah. It's like also like, like being in my own world and just like being present with the music, but like not even necessarily like feeling the world around me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's a really cool thing. That's- Sounds very cosmic. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. It, it definitely has helped me in a lot of ways. Um, also, like, has taught me to like be patient with myself and to not be so hard on myself. Like when, like, in life in general, like, yeah. like being learning a new skill and like, like I don't know, like learning a new trick, for example. Unlocking things. It yes. goes back to the unlocking. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but like. First, like, I just learned this new trick that I've been literally trying to do for months, like, the other day. And, like, literally, it's, like, one trick that I've been practicing for months and I just couldn't get down. But I'm, like, Alicia, like, you'll get it. Like, it's just, like, literally, like, dr- like drilling it over and over until you finally do it. And it took me months, but I was, like, well, this teaches me, like, outside of flow arts, even, like, even if something, like, takes a while, like, you'll get it eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... A really important thing to just remember about everything. Hell yeah. I know you're really into astrology. What are like so? What are your signs? Okay, so you're talking about the ones that I have on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the basis of astrology, everyone knows like their sun sign. So there's like that's the sign that like everyone resonates with, like that everyone knows. Um, 
but astrology is so much more than just your sun sign like everyone actually has like this huge like birth chart that like has like where all the planets were in like your like the time that you were born and it's all correlated where you were born and the time that you were born on and um and obviously your birthday but so my sun sign is pisces um but the other two that are like most like known like aside from like the whole chart like you have your sun your moon and your rising so my moon is an, an aquarius and then my rising is a gemini and what the sun moon and rising mean is like your sun is your essence like like kind of like who you are like your aura like yeah. your your outer kind of in a way like your your vibe yeah is. yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah, yeah. but then your your moon sign is like your inner it's like your emotional so it's like how like you probably feel on the inside and how you probably think about things but may not necessarily be like how people perceive you outwardly expressive yep. yeah mm -hmm. but then your rising sign is actually like how people perceive you so like I don't know, my, my chart, like, see, the thing is, is, like, I never used to, like, resonate with, like, my, my sun sign, like, my Pisces, like, I used to be like, oh, I don't really, like, feel like I'm a Pisces, <laughs> like, I don't know, and... What month is that? Um, March, so it's in February okay. and March, um, and just because, like, Pisces are known for being, like, the most, like, emotional, like, sign and, like, all this stuff, but, like, I used to, like, not, like, I used to just see, like, the negatives of that until I ended up, and, like, I never, like, vibe with it until I found out my whole chart and I like read it and I was like oh this like makes sense because like my moon is an Aquarius and that's like my my emotional like how you deal with your emotions and Aquarians are very like independent and like to do things like on their own and like just I don't know and it, it makes sense for me because I am like Pisces very much in the sense that I'm like empathetic and I have a lot of emotions to express and like give but at the same time like the Aquarian in me is like always wants to deal with things herself. Like mm -hmm. and it's like I am very like independent driven. Like I just like like to be at my like by myself, yeah. but I'm also like I don't know. And then the Gemini thing is it was really interesting to me. Because that's okay, so that's like how people perceive you. And Geminis are the twins. And they're like kind of like known as like being like two-faced. Like not like not like two-faced in like a negative way, but just like there's two faces of them. Which if that's like how people perceive me, it's really interesting. Like, in terms of like, I do kind of like see, feel like how I express myself outwardly is like either like I'm really happy or I'm not. Like, so that's like one thing that I really resonated with because I'm normally like always like I'm pretty I'm pretty much a bubbly person. I'm pretty much always happy, but like yeah. when I'm not in a good mood, I'm just not. Like, yeah. and you can tell. And people will people always like they're like my energy is just very readable. So yeah. like if yeah. something's off, like they know right away because I'm like not me I'm not like acting like I am right now and like and I talk a lot too so if I'm not talking everyone's like hmm yeah. like what's going on um but yeah no and so like aside from that it's like really interesting like if you would ever like look into your like birth chart like all the planets like mean like different things about you and like where you're like where that planet was in the time of mm -hmm. um your birth yeah. really like and it's all the stars man yeah. <laughs> well yeah um yeah i'm a i'm a capricorn tell me like what what, what does that mean like, capricorns from okay so the few like traits that i know like about capricorns is that they're like very like um 
one of my best friends is a Capricorn. They're very like, how do I, I don't know how to say this, like, kind of like like organized, like and like they like are very like logical and like they use like their brain a lot, like in terms of like, I don't know, like my and like they like to work a lot too, like um, I don't know. I, I that would I would I would resonate with that. I feel like I'm a, I try to be logical. Things tend to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my my best friend who she was actually one of my roommates who um, is a Capricorn. Like she was um, a supply chain management major. Oh, sure. So like a very like logical with like the numbers and stuff. And she's just like always working. Like always like on her laptop. Like she does her own like freelancing like business sort of thing. So like. She's like very Capricorn. Like I always like whenever like, I think of like the ideal Capricorn, like it's her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely like recommend like looking into it more. Like I definitely could see like some water sign in you. Like I feel like maybe your moon sign is like a water sign, which is like either like a Pisces, a Cancer, a, or um, a Scorpio, because water signs are very like like mm, like I want to say like emotional, but like like nice like really like I mean not that any other sign can't be like nice but water signs are just very like expressive and I've I've definitely have gotten that from you like expressive like with their emotions which is like a great thing and like in tune with them which like I feel like that's the only reason why because when you said you're a Capricorn I was like damn really like I would have thought like you would like we're a water sign but well I mean we'll Well, just have to figure it out we'll have to do a birth chart now yeah we will (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I was so I don't really follow astrology much, but when I um, but I was talking to my friend Lilo, uh, she is also Capricorn and kind of, you know, uh, she kind of gave me the whole lesson, mm-hmm. the astrology lesson, essentially like explaining like you know, like what it means and whatnot, and like being a Capricorn, she explained that like we're very transactional, mm-hmm. like. We like to do something for somebody in exchange for something else. Yeah. Or like, if we don't feel we see any like benefit or gain for us for ourselves to like do something, then we just don't see a point in doing it. Right. And I definitely feel like I'm that kind of person too. Yeah. It's like that's kind of why you know I don't like to just like I don't like I don't like to small talk about just like nothing. You know mm-hmm. I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to just go out just for the sake of going out. I like to actually have intent with everything. Right. Um, which made sense to me. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, we'll have to do a birth chart. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, how, so, like, how much do you apply it to, like, your, like, life? Like, how much do you, like, actually, like, perceive life? And, like, like I guess, I guess it varies with everybody, but how seriously do you take it? take it pretty seriously but I don't like live my life by it if that makes sense like I don't let it like dictate my life like I don't like read a horoscope every day like I don't Mm -hmm. like even even if I do read my horoscope I'm not like oh my god like this is gonna happen because it said this it's more like honestly like like sometimes like I'll read my horoscope and I won't resonate with it at all but then there's other times I will and I'm like Right. Okay, like, heard, like, I feel you. I feel like um, we can kind of have, like, a preconceived notion about mm-hmm. horoscopes where it's, like, you automatically kind of, like, um, sort of, like, uh, 
you have like this prophecy mm-hmm. where like you know you're gonna read into things and automatically apply them to yourself like I can see horoscope like I can see them being like people definitely having like that that phenomenon with them but at the same time like they're there to inspire you yeah you know I feel like I use it more so as like uh like like a guide to knowing myself like mm-hmm. not necessarily like who I am but like it helps me know who I am in a way like mm-hmm. it helps me learn about myself because there are so many assets to it that people like don't even really realize so like once you like really like look into it it's like interesting to like know why like maybe not necessarily like know but like relate to why certain like why you act some certain ways that you do and it's like I don't know it's been really like like interesting for me to learn I don't really I'm not like a master or anything but I do have a couple books and I I love it I do um it's also interesting, like, um, like knowing like how your sign will interact with someone else's sign. Like, if you look up like kind of like compatibility or like things like that, um, and not even just like like love compatibility, but just like as like friends. Like, yeah. Like I've come to realize like that I'm attracted to like not like attracted um, that in that sort of way, but just like I have a lot of Leo guy friends for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and I'm like. They're, I don't know if they're just, like, pulled into my life for whatever reason, but, like, like my energy just must, like, connect with their energy in that sort of way, and, like, I've come to, like, realize, like, I have a lot of Gemini friends, too, and it's just, like, interesting, and you're, like, why do these things happen? I don't really know, but, like, it's just a sign thing. I don't know. Alicia, <laughs> um, I had a great time talking to you about, uh, about, feminism and about uh you know women and gender studies about edm culture about flow art about astrology i think we did some great work here today we did i agree good um so uh tell me what keeps you up at night keeps me up at night my cat my cat yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel that i my cat's um yeah I'll, i'll like get up in the middle of the night for some like water or mm-hmm. something and they'll just be like you know they'll still be up you yeah. know they'll be out here and totally like my cat loves to knock my crystals off my oh. bedside table oh no I know. naughty, sure. naughty. <laughs> uh what puts you to sleep though uh, <laughs> like watching a movie i don't know i fall asleep like all the time so oh yeah right i'm yeah, like i yeah. i don't need much you did say that like <laughs> just kind of fall asleep yeah mm-hmm. for sure well thank you so much for being thank on the show you. i had a great time this was really time. fun I yeah know, I, had so much fun. I gotta go to la masa again soon damn you all need to come to la masa we all need to go we're gonna all go as a group yes we're gonna yes. <laughs> yeah we're gonna make them a ton of money now um so um yeah thank you for watching mr nice guy Bye. um yeah we'll see you next time <laughs>